Hearts FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to You Can't Vote Your Way Out of Babylon. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Monday, November 7th in the year 2022. (laughs) You know it's what day this is. This is the great day before the great deception. The clown show that's about to begin tomorrow that everybody's eyes on that thinks it's going to change the world because this great election is going to suddenly make things better. (laughs) We'll get into that in a little bit. Patriots, before we begin tonight, make sure that you have a plan for your home, especially with the insanity that's about ready to ensue. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. And there we go, itargetpro.com. Use your offer code BARDS. It's a great way to keep your skills up. Make sure that you've got a good defense perimeter around your property. Walk a bloodline, too. I'll tell you, it's going to get crazy. And if you're here, I hope you're not one that's sitting here going, oh, I can hardly wait to vote because it's going to change the world. Just like the headline says, you're not going to vote your way out of Babylon, folks. Now, look, I'm not telling you not to vote. Do vote. It's a process. And for those of you that are doing things like poll watching, and God bless you. Seriously, because you're modeling behavior that we're definitely going to need when we get to the Republic really restored. But this isn't going to be it. Just to put a couple things in context, and I'm, and if this is a downer for you, then, well, by the time we get through, Jesus will touch your heart and you'll be smiling, so don't worry. But here's the thing. Even if you vote and everything goes right and all this red wave is going to happen and it sweeps through the country and it does everything they promise it's doing, which, well, That in itself would be a miracle, and God can deliver miracles. I'm not going to say he can't. But you still have two months before that new group gets in power, and there's another two months before they can effectively do anything just by virtue of them being government people. And that's if they can make it through those two months without getting blackmailed or leveraged by the cabal and the Jesuits that compose the majority of of the intelligence agencies. Just saying. So there's a few things to put things in proper perspective of what you're voting for tomorrow. My focus is local, and I would, you know, whatever else comes of that, it comes of that.
But there's a lot of hype right now about this whole concept of the election. I'm going to read a, a, a post from Entheos. It's on Telegram. Look, I typically like Entheos. And there's some people there. It looks like Entheos is linked to the Q team just by virtue of some other stuff. And, of course, Q posted yesterday as well. So let's let's do this first. Let's read the Q post, which I, I guess it's Q. This is my, my comment is this is what happens when Q is run by Team Trump, but we'll see. What groups are influence, are financing Ukraine? Why are they financing Ukraine? Why was Hunter in Ukraine? What did Pop tr- threaten to withhold from Ukraine? A billion dollars, question mark? Who benefits? What did Pop receive in return? Why is Hunter not in jail? Think. Blackmail, bribes, extortion, threats. How do you control a leader? How do you control a country? Are you ready to take back control? Your vote matters. You have all the tools you need. Okay, got it. Roger that. But here's the thing. Nothing has, has changed. Now, here, here's your slider insult. Just so you know, this comes from Entheos as well. And, and this, is, this is the October 15th, 2022 post. Board will light up again three days prior to election, which it did. And then it says in quotations, idiot derives from idiotes an ancient Greek insult for a person who has the right to vote but declines to exercise it. Those types of comments irritate me because it is your right without being insulted to choose to vote or not to vote. In this day and age, when we know that the vote is massively corrupted, we know that. If you were to choose not to vote, I wouldn't blame you at all. But you're being pounded right now to believe that you have to vote or being guilted into it. Now, I'm not, and I have some, we're going to talk about why I think some of those things are happening. But let me just read this Entheos post, and then we'll kind of dig into this and move into this, this discussion tonight. It says, you're voting this week for your ancestors. You're voting this week for your descendants. You're voting this week to honor those who sacrificed their lives so you could. All right, well, let me, let me put this in context. We'll stop there. We're going to go into it more in a minute. But right there, I'm going to put a full stop. Basically, what they're saying is you are required to vote because of what went on in the past. We haven't done anything that at least we've told you about to fix the elections. They're completely rigged and screwed up. But if you don't vote, you should feel guilty because of all those that died before you so that you could vote in a rigged system that will ensure that you'll get no better outcome. And you should do it because you're dumb sheeple and will tell you what you need to do. This sort of attitude towards voting infuriates me. And it does because, look, patriots, the awakening has been powerful on many levels, spiritual and and intellectual, faith and knowledge in a true sense. And while we are smart enough to figure out that we could vote and that there's, as function, the numbers make sense of why they want the vote to go forward so that one side can claim to have victory over the other side. The fact of the matter is that voting really is the vote towards a prayer to God in the courts of heaven before there's a vote out here. That looks like voting in a sense of a prayer for justice to this land and a restoration of this nation back to the feet of God, humbly before the feet of God. 
But we're not even close to that with this voting nonsense that's going on right now. Now, I want to dig into the next part of this. It says 2080 10. 20%. Notice that that doesn't add up to 100, just so I'm clear that in case your math is off. 2080 10 leads to 110. 2080 10. 20% will be in leadership, vocal roles to, to assist the president directly. So as I guess that's going to be Biden, I'm assuming, since he is the president officially, since no one else has said anything about Trump. 80% will be the engine to keep our country's restoration on course. Not sure where that 80% is. 10% bottom of the 80% will continually be removed and replaced, upgraded each cycle. So just do the math on that. Every two years, there's a vote, 10% every two years. That puts it at a 20-year cycle to restore the nation. Now, I've said this before, and I, that number actually is accurate because we're going to have to go through at least one full generation to purge ourselves of the insanity that has happened here. But I'm in, I am intentionally trying to squelch some of the hyper-optimism about tomorrow because it's foolishness. I'm going to finish this post and then go on. Do your part to save our great republic. We promise you that others will continue to do theirs. As we've said before, history is happening now. You are in the driver's seat, all of you. Actually, we're not, to be clear, because we have absolutely no control over the election process. We're just told to obey. In fact, Politico today echoed Mike Lindell with the comment that the, uh, the machines can be hacked. So we've seen no change. And fundamentally, there has been no cleaning of voter rolls for over two years. There is still is tons of dead voters on those rosters. We've seen only limited court limitations of the corruption. We've seen no known correction to the algorithm flips that are going on or were going on. We have still the same machines in process and the court, court cases are ongoing to keep those machines and their code away from public scrutiny. So effectively, nothing has changed, yet you're being told to hope in this great big red wave because according to President Trump in his rally about two weeks ago, we are supposed to vote in mass to overload the algorithms and therefore the, it will prevent them from cheating. Please explain to me how that didn't happen and why, the, why that didn't happen in 2020 because we did vote in mass we did overload the algorithms and they simply shut the stuff down and they added in all these other things to these votes that we know of now and they rigged the entire system in about eight hours now what they're promising you is that they're preparing to convince you that they can't count them on time it took two weeks to to call every state in modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how, the, that's how this is supposed to work, and it's important for us. And yet, if you were to win the lottery tonight for that $1.4 in Powerball, they would be able to tell you the ticket and the store location within less than an hour. But we somehow can't sort out the vote counting 
for the entire nation under three days, even though every other election other than this year they did, including forecasting it early by Fox News when it came to Arizona, and they were wrong. So the the point of all of this is the the fix is in, and you're dealing with two parties that are fighting one another. We don't have a voice at this table. And if you have any doubt about that, watch what is happening here. Elon Musk has become the latest cult hero of the Patriot movement, which drives me out of my mind. He is a guy who literally has, is a eugenicist. He believes in transhumanism, which is another word for eugenics. He owns Twitter. He has got Skynet already in place, and he's been funded by taxpayer dollars to get rich. And he's not, frankly, as smart as he says, but he builds a lot of people around him, and he's a great scam artist. On Halloween night, he shows up in a Baphomet costume, which the Patriots now, apparently, thanks to the influence of Q, have decided to translate that to being, he's been freed, he's mocking them. I doubt that. Musk doesn't need to mock his former handlers. Musk is Musk, and he's trying to make a play right now to gain greater control and influence in the space of what he's most interested in, which is transhumanism and the transition of humanity to his technology. His mother is a Satanist witch. And the Patriots are rallying around this like he's a great man. This is who we have now as the cult heroes of the Patriot movement. And that doesn't even mention Tulsi Gabbard, who was put in place originally in her Democratic run by Podesta. Yeah, that same Podesta that owned a pig farm with his brother that has all sorts of strange things with like spirit cooking, cutting his fingers and wild stuff with kids. Yeah, that Podesta, he's the one who put Tulsi Gabbard into power in her first congressional run. The same Tulsi Gabbard that married an underage kid when she came back from Iraq, who has since disappeared, who was tied to a cult leader in Philippines, who then happened to be tied to the same cult that she joined in Hawaii, where she married her now current husband. That Tulsi Gabbard that's now on the Republican trail, stumping for the likes of Carrie Lake. So, yeah. This is looking really good for everybody. Keep on voting and having your hopes spend on the votes because it's nonsense. And she's also the same Tulsi Gabbard that's sworn to office on the Dabagicha or whatever it is, the Hindu book. I know I just butchered that name, but whatever. All right, so I want you to hear this piece here with uh, Beck and about Elon Musk with his guest, Glenn Beck. We have the person that uh, just purchased Twitter making a brain chip company. Mm -hmm. He's also a major contractor to the U.S. military. He has a major conflict of interest uh, with uh, Chinese uh, Silicon Valley equivalents like Tencent. Um, And, you know, he says, I love this. He says that's one of the reasons why I want to get off the planet. He says his work is to find a way to a compete against the transhumanistic, you know, no. folly. Um, uh, you don't believe that at all. I don't. I don't yeah. buy it. No. Uh, okay. If you look at that company, they had animal trials. Many of the of the monkeys that was tested and died after the brain chip was yeah. put in. If that were my company, I would reformulate everything or shut it yeah. down if it was going to kill that many animals. But it's already moved into human trials. <laughs> I mean, it's, even though it's killing all the monkeys, well, it killed many monkeys. Yeah, yeah, I forget the exact number, but a significant portion. It's see, I, uh, this is where it gets 
frightening. Well, it's tied up with depopulation, right? You have this being sort of the new uh, path of eugenics. And so, you know, I don't think these people ultimately care about, you know, how many... God, you're uh, so people are left, right? Smart and right. Well, eugenics Thank is you. <laughs> I mean, well, people like to act like eugenics disappeared, and it hasn't. It's Mm-mm. just rebranded. And if you look at the history, it's it's very clear and it's very disconcerting. That's why everything you're seeing that is coming out of policy all over the world, every, all of the all of the world economic forms well, seem so look Malthusian. Look at Canada. The, the medically assisted death originally was right. going to be for terminally ill people. Now people are pitching it to homeless people in Canada saying, you're too poor to live. Do you want to kill yourself? There's an idea right there. <laughs> I could never imagine. Could you imagine walking around the street and say, hey, dude, you're living in a tent. Would you like to kill yourself? I got something for you if you can. Got a little pill right here. Elon Musk built it. No problem. I'm telling you. So, look, here's the deal, and, and I'm again, I'm really trying to put this in perspective because the fight is just barely beginning, let alone over. And when you read a lot of the enthusiasm or the sorts of things that are going on, it gets a little more than just kind of insane. I, I want to read this piece to you, and, uh, you know, what can I say? This is bioclandestine. I just I can't believe someone would write this stuff, but listen to this. Let's just say, this is his writing, let's just say things continue as they are headed. We get our, quote, red wave. He goes a hashtag red wave. The left start crying election fraud, election interference, and then begin denying the results of the election. We know that's going to happen, by the way. The left will be in in position to have their own January 6th moment. Think of the upcoming fiery but mostly peaceful coordinated protests and riots. If we get our red wave, I have a feeling the left are going to have January 6th look like a kid's birthday party. The hypocrisy is coming full circle. I can't even believe someone would want or think that was good. And the problem we have here is this circle logic that keeps going around and around to the, the insanity of what is happening in our world. Now, look, folks, I am in no way naive to the fact that the left is going to lose its mind. We know that. And they're priming this whole thing. But the whole thing here is that the left, when you start getting the right, looking at the left is like, oh, this is good, this is good, or this is going to be something amazing to watch. This is literally when justice translates to vengeance. And that is not the walk we can do because posts like that and other comments are starting to turn us into the left. Joe Rogan said something the other day that's really worth remembering. He said the left is creating, the Democrats are creating Republicans. I let that sink in for a minute. And let me give you a framing of this. Tons of Democrats are migrating over to vote Republican. But they're not leaving behind what they were. They're changing parties because they don't want to be affiliated with the insanity. So the party of the Republican is now embracing and will soon because it's got in its voter rolls people that think that everybody should drive a Tesla, believe in this junk science of climate change, believe that the vax is a good thing and that everybody should get it, want a UBI, universal basic income, and believe that health care should, should be a human right and included in our Constitution. 
this again is a problem where we are completely as a nation. And it's all fueled by people's fervor to quickly get this thing over with. The accuracy, the one point of accuracy I pointed out in the Ethnos post is it's going to take 20 years. But the fight is not going to be solved by the elites. Now, my theory is right here, and I'll share it with you because I think it's substantiated well enough by by the peripheral knowledge and, and what we're seeing and what we're not seeing. Nobody is calling out this vax. You'll notice that. Other than Carrie Lake that is saying that she wants to see it, an investigation done for the people and administering it to kids, nobody is saying stop the vax. Nobody. And the vax is the central piece to transhumanism. It also has another little dark side to it. If we go back to the 16-year plan, which, just so I highlight this, the reason I do it is not just because Q pointed it out. I established there was a 16-year plan before Q ever existed. And I briefed it to the team I worked with in 2015. There was a plan to completely destroy the United States and to do it in such a way and leave us in so much chaos that we never would have recovered. Part of that was the inclusion of a vaccination program. And the vaccination was the delivery mechanism that was literally going to annihilate a good portion of the Christians who would have taken the vax had it not been for the awakening that happened. But the events of trauma didn't happen. And instead, the left was left with being the obedient class that took the vax. And thanks to a process of awakening amongst primarily the patriot right, the vax for a large group of people, almost all of them centered in faith and the relationship with God, which takes us out of the political roles now. We're just talking about people walking with Jesus, didn't take the vax. And you end up with a little problem because from the dark left side, you have this desire to wipe out Christians, but they ended up poisoning their own. And from the white hat patriot side, you end up with a victory because you get to annihilate your opposition. Neither one of those has a net gain and neither one of those is a good thing. So now we have both sides staying mum because one side, in my opinion, sees it as a victory that a bunch of leftists took the injection are going to eventually die off. And the other side is staying mum because they know that if they revealed it to their side, that they'd have people with knives and swords ready to cut their throats for poisoning them. And then there's this other little thing. This other little thing about the conservative right that knows that the vax is poisonous but isn't saying anything doesn't want to say anything either because they know that this true moral majority that has not taken it isn't going to be any more pleased to hear that you try to poison America for the benefit of power control. We are in the worst and most insidious fight we've ever imagined, and nobody is speaking about this vax on this campaign trail because they all want it to go away. You have two sides two faces of the same coin that are out here trying to get your vote and trying to get you to be loyal. The true fight and true place to be is in your local counties and turning your counties towards the eyes of our Father. That's where the true fight and victory is. And that's not going to happen in an election that's going to happen with hard groundwork every single day, working to bring your community closer to the relationship in Jesus and the respect of being a Christian society. But this election has nothing to do with God. It has to do with everything, everything about turning this, steering this ship towards another power elite. 
And I'm be quite frank with you. I'm not, I don't trust it any more than I trust the other. So we have got to get our priorities straight. As I say, I'm not ever going to be accused of telling you not to vote. I'm also not going to shame you or admonish you for not voting. I'm going to read, I just got this from our illustrious and very talented moderator known as Bear. He just sent this to me. And uh, by the way, if you didn't know this, I said this today, I just want you to know, because he wasn't in the earlier chat, but I just want to say this. He wasn't in the earlier show. But our T-shirts are going to be printed by Bear. Now, as the, all the equipment that is needed was, is owned by Bards Nation. That was God's gift to us. And Bear is going to be a, the perfect person to do this because we know that every T-shirt will be blessed by him. It'll be wonderful. So those T-shirts are coming out in, in a week or two. And just so happy to have that part of Bars Nation. So very blessed. Make sure and give a lot of prayers for him because he's a great man. All right, continuing here. This is our latest cue. I can't believe I'm doing Q2 cue drops in one night. Oh, I must be. I, I told you I got a new espresso machine and I was armed and loaded. I guess this is what happened. So buckle up, Patriots. Here we go. All right. I haven't even read this one. This is 4960. I have not verified it. I'm just coming from Bear because I trust him and I'm, I'm assuming that the trip code is correct. So here we go. It just dropped. Why do some elections take more than a day to count? Question mark. Can cheating be done after the polls are closed? Question mark. I think we can answer yes to that, by the way. Who controls the poll books? Who controls the databases? Who controls the elections? Why are extra ballots printed? If someone doesn't vote, can bad actors hijack their vote? How? Why did the National Guard activate cybersecurity teams? Who gave the order to activate the cybersecurity teams? Why? To protect the elections? To claim the midterms are safe. Safe from what? Setting the stage. Watch carefully. White hats have secured many systems, but problems still remain. You have all the tools you need. Vote. Q. Look, I didn't tell you not to vote, but all I'm telling you again is it's right there. They have not secured all the systems. Finally, someone speaks the truth. Thank you. We absolutely know that most systems are not secure. They're telling you that someone can vote. If you don't vote, they'll do it anyway, just so you know. Let's just be clear, all right? This system is so jacked up, it's unbelievable. Who did activate the National Guard? That's a great question, and it is one of those mysteries. And a cybersecurity team, what are they going to do? Because the last time we had a cybersecurity team that was activated, President Trump sat with them all night and w witnessed the scam happen. Now, the Q translation to that, the Q followers, not Q, the Q Anon, the Q worshipers out here said that, well, they all needed to get the evidence so that they could have them, they would have a precedent so later they could catch him in the act. Whatever. A crime is a crime. Okay? And it's about time that we start executing crimes for what crimes are. So this thing is probably one of the more real posts we've had in a long time that actually points to the truth as it says watch carefully setting the stage question mark the question I'd have for what what are we setting the stage for they want you to vote and I'll tell you again why I do believe voting is so important is because they know that this entire process that there's a large percentage of Americans that have just basically given the middle finger to the entire federal government that proves statistically there's about 83% of the public that thinks that Congress isn't worth anything, 
and that the entire federal government system needs to be thrown out. Now, I'm going to remind you of a conversation I've shared with you before that I had a year and a half ago. It was in the summer of 2021 when an in- a gentleman that I knew had a call with me with someone senior in the government, and they were their discussion went something like this. Scott, you're doing a great job of keeping people informed about the VAX, but we need to talk about how we're going to have continuity of government as people reveal, understand the true nature of the VAX. And my comment was, what? And they said, look, people are going to start realizing how dangerous this VAX is, and they're going to lose confidence in government. And this was literally my response. I said, I'm going to explain something to you. At that point, we are already past that Rubicon. We're, we're long past that one. The, and I added this, the true statement, I'm not making this up or exaggerating. I said, the only reason that you all in government don't already have a machete at your neck or an ax through your head is because people in this country have a deeper faith in God and trust in justice than anything you could ever deliver in this world. But let me explain to you, that day of reckoning is coming and there's no stopping it because of what you did and what you approved, and what you did by your silence that is now destroying this nation and its children. And that was the end of the call. I'll tell you right now, these people know what they've done, and they're fearful that the people in this country are not going, are going to give up on the vote and not have hope that your vote will change things like, oh, yeah, well, our vote's going to have great effect on stopping the vax, on holding people accountable that knew all along that the, what the vax was doing and got some major kickback from Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca. That same group of people there that have not allowed the, the flight logs to be released on the Epstein flight because every damn judge and politician's on it. Yeah, that's where our vote's going to work really well. And what we're supposed to be hanging on to as a public is that there's a mystery group led by this group called Q that's going to fix everything behind. And all we have to do is obey like good little soldiers and go up here and vote and just sit by and watch the show. Patriots, that is not the way this thing works. By our own definition of our, of our founding fathers and by the Declaration of Independence, the onus of changing this nation is on us because we now have a tyranny. Now, as I say, do vote, but your effort needs to be focused. The vote is the vote. It's like just another day going over a speed bump. And it's going to be a complete clown show because what's going to happen the minute the vote happens is the left is going to scream that the right is cheating. They're going to start claiming voter fraud, rigging, all this other garbage. They're going to point the, the finger towards MAGA. Your team that's been stood up under DHS and FBI that is now considered to be looking after domestic terrorists is going to go after anybody and everybody that claims that the vote was rigged and it's going to include everybody just happens to include and be exclusive to anybody that's opposing Biden. That's coming and you're going to be tagged a domestic terrorist. This is the game they're going to play. In the meantime, you're going to hear things like President Trump going, I told you it was going to get bad. If I was president, it wouldn't be this bad. And I'm like, okay, that's enough. Got the picture, Mr. President. Why don't you start acting like a leader and telling us where you're going to step in and how we're going to fix it? Because we're done playing the stupid game. And every single one of us needs to get to that point of absolutely being fed up with this ridiculous game that's going on. 
of where we, they keep talking to us and placating to us like we're a bunch of idiots and children. I've got news for all of you all in the political system that are doing this. The people of this nation are so much more awake than you, and you have no idea what a beast of a system you're supporting and what a massive front of army of God you're facing. Because we don't need government, and we've discovered that over the last couple of years, and ultimately that's what the political class is most afraid of. So this nonsense about you must vote, if you don't vote, someone's going to steal your vote, they've already proven they will do that. That's not even a question. They proved it in 2020, right in our very face. They stole the election. They crammed that down our throat. They have persecuted every single person that stood up to it. They have gone after Mike Lindell and have a most vicious attack, the most vicious attack against a company in history to shut him down in every aspect because he stood for what was right in 2020. They have arrested people. They have silenced people. They have deplatformed people. They have literally erased entire presences on the web because people dared question the vote. And all along, as we hear this, oh, that's bad on, on the what are supposed to be our good side, or I warned you, patriots, if that happened, this would be what happened. We've had zero control over this. And we as a nation have been enormously patient. We've been diligent. We've been getting involved in our local community groups. We've been getting involved in our local councils. Well, patriots, it's time to double and quadruple down because our local communities is where the lifeblood of America is. We don't need the Elon Musks to worship because simply because he's opened up Twitter. This nonsense that I've been hearing about Twitter goes off the rails when you think about it. All this discussion about Twitter's free and people are going to get information now. On the day before the election, if you are so dumb as to need to wait for Twitter on the night before the election, you now qualify as a retard and you don't deserve to vote in this nation anyway. I mean, where did that come in? This is completely ridiculous. People are smarter than that. And this is where we start to listen to these arguments and you start to realize how much people are literally living in these tiny little stovepipes on the digital ecosphere and they're not even outside in the real world. I've got news for those that are all excited about Twitter. The guy that's pumping the oil on the oil rig, the farmer that's out on his tractor trying to get stuff harvested, all of those things, they don't spend time on Twitter. They're more concerned about whether their tractor's going to run or whether that oil rig's going to meet its goals by the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, all that's about a real job. So we are in a place right now where a large percentage of the Patriot focus of information is completely detached from the reality of what makes America truly run and become one of the greatest nations in the world. And it's it's all about hard work and getting your hands dirty, literally sowing seeds. And the other problem is we have a billionaire class that's so obsessed with the idea of power that they are completely detached from the fact that there is a real issue of hunger going on in this nation, which we should never have. Kroger has now across the board it's slowly across every store. It hasn't happened in my town yet, but every report I keep hearing is they're doing it in most every store across the nation. They're putting on digital locking wheels on their shopping carts, even in neighborhoods that are highly affluent. And those wheels, when you go past a certain point on the outside of the store where the transmission stops, immediately lock up. Why are they doing that? 
because people are so desperate right now and we haven't even hit the peak of this darkness. People are so desperate right now. They're having to choose between rent and food and they're choosing to steal food. These are good Americans having to choose to steal food. Why are politicians yak at each other and point the finger at who's wrong and let the people die of a vax and we have people starving? The real political issues aren't even being addressed in this damn election. And we're told to trust in your vote because it's going to do a great thing. Politicians are scum. As a general rule, that's who they are. And the political system is one of Babylon and it's run by the darkest of dark. Again, Elon Musk doesn't show up at a Halloween party just because he wants to troll the left where he's supposed to, or the dark Satanist where he's supposedly been freed by. He was there with his mother, and he's showing a Baphomet outfit in full battle regalia, likely because he was dispatched by Lucifer himself to reclaim the power of Twitter because Twitter was, was at one time one of the most seditious and controlling elements out there until we woke up. And just to point it out, ever since he started his things, patriots are flinging back to Twitter like flies to poo. We are in a critical time right now as a nation. And as a nation, we need God more than ever. And we need God in our local communities. We need God in our households. We need God in our daily lives. And it's not going to be found at the voting booth. So yes, please vote. Do that. But such that just make that like any other action you do in the day, just like running to the store and getting groceries, because actually getting groceries is probably more important at this point in time. But as a nation, We're going to have to start looking inward to where we are. We're not going to free ourselves by voting ourselves out of Babylon. The way we're going to get out of Babylon, patriots, is for us to start acting like people who walk with Jesus. That means we have to start taking care of one another. That means we have to start reaching out and finding ways that we can help where we have access to help another, where you don't have access to have the humility to ask for help. I want to close with this tonight. Bars Nation is a family. We've built an incredible connection across this globe. And by the grace of Father God, we have a fellowship that's unlike anything else on the web. I hear it every day from people saying there's nothing like Bards Nation. And they're right, there isn't. And the reason there isn't is because at the center of this, this isn't me. It isn't just you. It's all of us that are connected through one body in Christ. Now, in your local communities... You need to get involved. And if, and I don't need to tell you that if there's a church that you like to be part of, to be part of it. But here's the deal. In Bard's Nation, we are family. And so this is what I'm asking each and every one of you to pay attention. Because within Bard's Nation, there will be needs. In Bard's Nation, no one should go hungry. And no one should be cold. So I live that walk. I'm asking you to do the same. Where you find need that you can help, extend a hand. Make sure that we help one another into a true sense of loving thy neighbor. I don't care about politics at the end of the day because every single one of them wants something for themselves before they give to another. That's not the way God works. And that's not the way kingdom works. Our role as walking in the body of Christ in this world, in this time, is now to be reaching out and giving and doing everything we can to ensure that one another 
is taken care of, and that we are living as God wants us to do. So yes, vote. But the real work begins when we start to make sure that each other are taken care of, that we have prayers for each other and we get resources for those in need. Brad Cummings and I have this property up here near me that we're slowly developing. There's 15 head of cattle on there. We'll probably add another 15 for harvest next year. That's roughly about 10,000 pounds of meat when harvested, just for the ones I'm going to add this year because the cattle I have are not ready or that we have are not ready for harvest for another year. Or almost two. That 10,000 pounds of meat is not for sale. Whatever we end up with in meat is designed specifically to have for the community so that in case people need, we have resources to help. That's it. This is not a business as usual time. There isn't a single politician that I have heard talking about the coming food crisis. It is huge. And the food crisis isn't just the fact that there's shortages. There's real living shortages of money. Rents haven't even begun to increase yet, and every lease that's getting renewed is going up on the average of 40%. Fuel costs are up 40%, if not higher, in some markets. In some markets, it's 100%. We haven't even hit peak winter yet, and we're looking at many homes that are, are fueled by oil and electrical costs, and we have an administration that is hell-bent on making every American punished so that they can gain control. They want nothing more than to break them. In the meantime, we're voting for people that are all worried about things like whatever they're discussing that have nothing to do with the meat and bones of what makes America and every society work. Food and keeping warm and shelter. That's where I'm asking every one of you in Bars Nation to keep your eyes open, to help one another, and two, if you are in need of help, reach out and let us know. We'll do all we can to work together because that's what we do. It's not a question of anything else. Being an American and being a Christian are one and the same in that sense. And in this walk, we have to be bigger than the problem, and bigger than the cancer that runs this nation. This is a powerful time for us to stand and be great men and women of God. And we can. And the challenges are now before us, and we have to keep our eyes on the cross and onto Jesus and into our our Father. And as we do that, Yes, we go through the motions of what's expected or what is needed or what maybe in a little sense, maybe some hope for some change with a vote, whatever. But the real change, the real power of transformation comes from our heart of who we are and how we live. And right now there's a whole bunch of people out here that are going to need some help. And we have to be there to make sure that we can help them. And if you are in need of help, be humbled and know that you have a family here that will work to make sure you're okay. We commit to that as Bard's Nation. I do, and I hope you do too. Because that's ultimately where we take this idea of this digital connection and we transition it to the ground. 
and we start really making a difference in our community because the true change comes when we are cheerful givers. And when we are giving that way as a cheerful giver, heaven provides in most amazing ways. And the transformation happens in ways that we can't even understand or even track, but it happens because that's what God asks of us. So this is our time, and it's an amazing time to be alive, but it's an amazing time to keep our focus on what the truth is and what the true walk is we're on. That's how we destroy Babylon. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we are very blessed to be here tonight. And we're blessed and humbled by our choice before you to be walking with the love of Jesus in our heart and seeking to be closer to you in this kingdom. Father, we are in a difficult time. We face unprecedented shortages. We face a global shortage. And even if that shortage isn't here local to us in this nation, the fact is that the world as a whole is facing a crisis of food and energy. Father, we just pray that as we walk this walk, that we will continue to be led to those people that need help. And for those in need, they will have the humility to reach out and ask. We pray tonight for the fellowship of Bards Nation to be mightier than, this, than what's before us, to be the true light on the hill, the lamp that others look to to say, I want to be part of that. And as they do and are drawn to it, that we can embrace them as our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ to lead them to Jesus as need be, but to do so with the works and faith that truly transform and show the true living and working love that Christ showed us in this world. Father, in this time, we just we ask for the blessings on all the families in Bars Nation. And no matter what their struggles, to know that there is a family here connected in the many different ways that truly seeks to help and is there as one. Guide us in this time, Father. Protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to put some things in real context here as we, these final words. There's a lot of nonsense floating around the web, ton of it. One of these nonsense things was some bunch of posts that went up a while ago about the White Hats discovered all this food in the bunkers and they're going to be ready to distribute it all over the world and there'll be no famine. Let's talk logistics and reality for a moment. There's not enough airplanes in inventory to move the level of food that this, this world needs to stay off the starvation that is looming. From a farming perspective, if today this hand puppet administration declared that farming was the priority, which wouldn't happen, but that would be a miracle in itself. But just saying, if they declared farming to be the priority, it would take us about two years to get things back in order, if not five, because much of the land that's been put to fallow doesn't just suddenly start producing. And for anybody that's gardening, you know very well that it takes more than one season to be a good gardener, and it takes a lot of work to build good soils. So the challenges are real. If today they decided they were going to open up drilling and start getting things flowing and there'd be no more shortages of oil, it would take three to four months to get the reserves back to where we need them. Everything has a time delay. 
And so if, in fact, this red wave really worked and if all this greatness happened and all the new change happened in Congress and there's suddenly a new initiative to make these priorities, to make sure people are healthy and they're not going to starve and we're going to have plenty of fuel, that new Congress doesn't step in until January 20th. That's two months away and half months away, actually. Two months. And then they have to do something. That's two more months. Just so you figure it out, which I think everybody knows, four months without food doesn't work well for many people. I don't have a lot of patience for political nonsense. I don't have a lot of patience for this hyper-optimism built on paper tigers and Babylonian towers. I do have enormous faith in what we have built in Bard's Nation. I have enormous faith in the people that walk with Jesus and that love in their heart. And I have enormous faith in men to men and women to women helping each other to make a difference. That's where the change happens. So vote. It's one of those things, fire and forget, keep walking. Because where the real emphasis has to be is how we treat our neighbor, how we love our neighbor, how we help bring our neighbor to health and wellness and the love in God. Because as we do that, we truly transform this world in a way that nobody can touch it, nobody can own it, and nobody can control it. So patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, 
This country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 